Hey guys, this is Vanessa Dyer, and I'm the Charlotte, North Carolina-based lifestyle blogger behind thecheekybean.com. With several successful years as a business owner, a first-time mom, and a deep passion for health and wellness, I'm here to share my honest, unfiltered advice on all things motherhood, relationships, travel, and more. So grab a coffee and join the conversation. This is the Cheeky Bean Podcast. Hello and happy Wednesday. All right, so this has been a hot topic on Instagram stories lately. I have been sharing my fitness journey regularly for years, and I've always tried to incorporate little tidbits around what I eat, healthy snack ideas, recipes, grocery hauls. If you guys follow me on Instagram stories, this is probably nothing new, but as of late, there have been an increasing number of requests to go over the whole gamut. So here we are. There is a lot of info in this podcast episode. I'm going to go over everything that I do health and wellness related. So I would suggest grabbing a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes because I feel like there are a ton of little knowledge nuggets in this one. I have cared about health and wellness for as far back as I can remember. Even when I was little, like my preteen high school years, I used to walk next to my mom on the treadmill at the Y. So I definitely attribute my passion for taking care of myself to her because she was always so into eating healthy, working out, staying active. She taught me so much about organic foods. She grew up in California and she talked a lot about how the lifestyle out there was very healthy and that's where she kind of picked up all these things. So I think I just watched that growing up and it really stuck with me. But as I've gotten older, things obviously have gotten a lot harder and I've had to make a much bigger conscious effort to build these things into my day. So my goal with this episode is to share what's worked for me and then hopefully there are some tips and tricks in here that you guys can take and apply to your own life. So to give you a rundown of what we're going to talk about today, I am going to cover my current fitness routine, my sleep habits, supplements I take daily, and then I'm going to talk about what I eat traditionally for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I'm also going over healthy snacks that I like. I'm not a big snacker, but I do have you know those days where 3 p.m. hits and I'm hungry. So obviously, I'm not a doctor or an expert in this field. This is just what has worked for me, and I'm by no means perfect, but I've learned a lot along the way, so I'm just here to share in the hopes that it helps someone else in some small way, even if you only take one tiny little detail from this podcast episode and apply it to your life. That is a success to me. So with that, let's kick it off. So like I mentioned earlier, not to beat a dead horse, health and wellness has just been something that's been ingrained in me from a really young age. My mom taught me so much about eating organic foods, and as a child, we always ate fairly clean. I also played softball. Fun fact, I was a pitcher, so I was constantly at practices and games, and then when I wasn't doing that, I took an interest to lifting weights at the gym. So my mom, sister, and I would all go to the gym together, and while I didn't necessarily love it at the time, it absolutely built a foundation for me in terms of my adult life. And this is something that I hope to carry over and do for my son, Liam. I think it's so important as parents to be a good example for your kids, especially in terms of health and wellness, because things like this can be so easily taught. It's crazy how much they pick up just by watching you. I mean, Liam's in this phase right now where it's like monkey see, monkey do. So I will take him on runs with me and I push him in the jogger and then we have a gym upstairs and I'll you know, give him a toy or something to play with while I'm lifting weights. But I hope that him watching me do that will instill this healthy lifestyle that was instilled in me from a young age. 
But anyway, before I go off on a tangent, that's a whole nother subject. I think being healthy plays such a vital role in my life because it truly serves as a mental release for me. If I don't work out and I don't eat healthy, it throws everything off. I'm grumpy. I feel more stressed out. I have a harder time letting go of things and I really let stuff weigh me down. It's a part of routine or it has become a part of my routine that truly sets the tone for the rest of the day. That said, I prioritize these things and I prioritize working out. I prioritize eating healthy because it makes everything else easier. So when people say that they don't have time to work out because they have all these other commitments, I always suggest reordering your list of priorities because I guarantee you, you can find the time. For me, that means working out first thing in the morning. If I don't work out in the morning, it just doesn't happen. So as soon as my eyes open, which is typically 6.30 a.m., my number one priority that day is to get a workout in. Now, obviously, we have a baby, so that also means getting up before he does so that I can be back to do the morning routine if Shane can't. And Liam will typically sleep till about 8, 8.15 most mornings. Or if Shane's work schedule allows, he will get up with Liam and get him ready for the day. And I'm just a much more productive person if I can have this time for myself four or five mornings a week. That doesn't always mean that it's going to be easy. I definitely have my days where I wake up and I just don't want to go or Liam wakes up really early and he's already seen me and he's like super clingy. I mean, being a mom every day is different, but I think the consistency in the promise that I made myself and holding myself accountable to that promise is what works. And that's probably my best piece of advice. If you're somebody who doesn't know where to begin, look at your current routines and ask yourself if one, they're healthy, and two, how can you optimize those to better yourself? So for example, if you're staying up until midnight each night, binge watching shows on Netflix, and then the next morning you can't get up before seven because you're tired from staying up late, then you've gotta take a look at that and realize that's not a healthy habit that's setting you up for success. Make a promise to yourself to turn that TV off by 10 p.m. each night so that you can get up at 5.30 or 6 to work out. You have to commit to being healthy, if you don't commit to it, nothing is going to stick. So that's my number one. Not to mention, if you guys listen to the episode with Raya one episode back, she said, you get your best sleep before midnight. So that alone should be great motivation to be asleep by 10. I think a lot of people don't prioritize sleep because they don't think it's the most important or vital piece to being healthy. And I was definitely one of those people. I mean, when I first started this blog, I was working full time at a IT staffing firm and those hours were 7.30 to 5.30 most days. And I was working on my blog till, you know, the wee hours of the night, anywhere between 12 and 1 a.m. And then I would wake up at five to be able to go to the gym to get a workout in before I had to be at the office fully dressed. So I get it, but sleep is king, you guys. It is so important. And a few years ago, I finally started to prioritize sleep after I met with Raya, who again, one podcast episode back, I go over my story with her and she said, you have to prioritize sleep. It is so important for everything in the body. So my personal cutoff is 10.30 p.m. I feel my best when I sleep eight hours a night. So 10.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. gives me the full eight-hour sleep cycle. And a lot of times I actually feel my body waking up on its own before my alarm, which is always a good indicator that I've had all the rest that I need. I do like to watch TV to unwind from the day. So 
And sometimes I will read a book if I have a good educational book, but not a big reader. So it's usually a show of some sort I'm into. I will wear blue light blocking glasses so that the light from the TV isn't serving as a stimulator. You guys have to wear blue light blocking glasses. They're a must. If you're not wearing those, it is so hard to wind down when all of the light from your screens, whether it's your TV screen, your laptop, or your phone, is stimulating your cortisol levels. So that was something that I changed that really helped me fall asleep faster and I also feel like sleep better in general. And since we're on the topic of sleep, I also sleep on a silk pillowcase. This is more of like a beauty tip, but another tip from my mom, she gifted this to me when I was back in college and I love it because it's better for your skin and for your hair. And I will say it's essential that it's 100% silk. It has to be a 100% silk pillowcase. I love the slip brand, which if you're planning on shopping the Nordstrom anniversary sale in July, it should go on sale. It usually is on sale. It's pricey, but it's worth it. And if you can get it on sale, I feel like you should. Man, now I'm going down a whole rabbit hole of products. But another good one that I use before bed is the Deep Sleep Pillow Spray by the company This Works. So you spray this on your pillow or your bed cover before you go to sleep and it actually helps you fall asleep faster. It's basically, it helps you relax by fragrancing your bed with soothing essential oils. It smells, honestly smells like a spa. It's like lavender and chamomile maybe. Um, to my surprise, uh, it works fantastic. I've had really good luck with it. I get to sleep really quickly and I, I stay asleep. So I always do a couple spritzes of that on the bed cover and the pillowcase. Okay, so I go to bed at 1030. I wake up at 630. And then when I wake up, I wash my face. I only use cleanser and no actual skincare products because I feel like you're just wasting them by going to sweat them all off at the gym, and I've also heard that it can actually clog your pores, especially using a moisturizer before you're going to sweat. I then brush my teeth, I throw out my hair, and I change my clothes, and all this is happening in the matter of 15 to 20-ish minutes. Then I make a cup of coffee. My morning coffee is just a Nespresso caramel pod. I think it's the caramel cookie pod. A little original coffee mate has to be the powdered version. I don't like cold milk in my hot coffee and a little raw sugar and then I drink this in the car on the way to my workout. I will say my drive to my workout is only 15 minutes and I'm a slow coffee drinker so I normally only get through maybe half of this cup of coffee and that's my pre-workout. I don't take any pre-workout type supplements. That's what I use to wake myself up and get the workout in. And then I also have really been loving the Body Armor Sport Water. I posted about this on Instagram. It has electrolytes and alkaline pH 9 in it. And the bottle is really big. So it's a good goal for me to finish. I'm terrible at drinking water. But I will grab one of those out of the fridge on my way out the door. And you can find them at Publix if you're interested in checking them out. I'm not the best at drinking water. So I like that those have electrolytes in it and the pH 9. Because I feel like it's just replenishing everything that I sweat out at the gym. Especially especially if I'm doing a West Cap secret class because your girl is leaving there a hot mess. I'm usually drenched um, and there's no, it's not colored. There's no, you know, flavoring or anything like that. It looks just like water. It tastes just like water, but it's got the replenishing vitamins and minerals that your body needs. My morning routine is super simple. I do not like to wake up stressed out. I don't like to wake up in a hurry. I don't like to wake up with my cortisol levels through the roof, nor do I feel like that's healthy. So I make sure that I'm up with plenty of time to do what I need to do to get out of the door on time without feeling rushed. 
I used to work in corporate America and they were adamant that we were in the office by 7.30 a.m. with a full face of makeup and hair done and every single morning was an absolute shit show because I would wake up at the crack of dawn to work out. I'd go to the gym, then I would drive home. I would have to get ready, like whirlwind get ready and then have, you know, I was shoveling one piece of food in my mouth out the door that I was eating on my drive with crumbs all in my lap to get to the office by 7.30. And by the time I got to my desk, my cortisol levels were through the roof. It just like wasn't healthy. It was so stressful. And so I feel so fortunate that I get to start my day a little later working for myself. I've removed all of that stress that those mornings brought me. And it truly lets me prioritize my morning and self-care the way that I want to. So if you can do that, it is so worth it. I promise. It makes all the difference. I think it's really important to go into your workday feeling really good and not stressed to the max. And I think that you're just a more productive person if your mornings are calm, cool, and collected. And that's also something that Raya and I had to work on together when my hormones were all imbalanced. She was like, you have way too much on your plate. You are way too stressed out. Your cortisol levels are way too high and you have to remove stress from your life in any way that you can. And so this has allowed me to do that. My mornings are really calm. They're really peaceful and I still get to do all of those same things, but I do them in a way that doesn't cause me to feel so on edge all the time. Okay, so moving right along. Two days a week, I go to West Cap Secret. One of those days is personal training and the other day is a group class. Outside of my personal training day, which is typically on Tuesdays or Thursdays, the group class day varies weekly. I try to take either Heidi or Marissa's class, but if they're waitlisted and I can't get in, then I'll just pick a different day that works or if Shane's traveling or whatever. If you're interested in hearing what West Kept Secret is, I have done two different podcast episodes with them. They're episode eight and episode 13. They are both fantastic listens with lots of tips and tricks. I highly recommend going back and checking those out. Then I do one full leg day and two arm days at the gym. For legs, I will warm up with just 10 minutes of cardio. I'm currently focusing on building muscle in my legs, so I scale back on the cardio on leg days because less cardio typically equals more gains, and then I will move on to weights. Then I split my arm days into biceps and back and shoulders and tries. So on arm days, I will do 20 minutes of low-impact cardio. I choose low-impact because back to Raya. Again, HIIT workouts were stressing my cortisol levels very badly. So I got used to removing all of the HIIT workouts and switching over to low impact cardio on her recommendation. Now that everything's leveled out, my body's working the way that it should be. I get one HIIT day a week in at West Kept Secret. That's the group class day. And then when we do personal training, Marissa kind of scales back that high intensity interval training for me. We still do cardio, but it's not as intense so that I'm not placing too much stress on my body. So like I said, arm days, I do 20 minutes of low impact cardio. If you're not sure what to do at the gym, at Jordan KE on Instagram has some great workout programs you can follow. If you're one of those people that walks into the gym and you're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to use these machines. I have done a ton of her challenges and have loved the structure that she provides for her workouts. Now, if for some reason my body's exhausted on day five, I'll occasionally switch out to a weighted day for a 12-3-30. Now, if you're like, Vanessa, what the heck is a 12-3-30? actually found that on TikTok. Um, TikTok actually has some really good fitness tips, but it is where you walk on a 12 incline on the treadmill 
at three miles per hour for 30 minutes. It is a great low impact cardio. And if you're trying to build weight in your legs or build muscle in your legs, not weight, that is also a great way to build that muscle too. But it keeps your heart rate in a great place without putting it into that hit cardio. And I wear a MyZone belt, which is how I know what where my heart rate is at and what whether I'm in hit, steady state cardio, fat burning. Um, I can link that for you guys in the show notes. I just get it. I, I got it on Amazon and it's incredible to be able to see how much you burn and where your heart rate is at. Highly recommend that as a workout tool. Now, I typically take the weekends off, but if I'm feeling really good and it's pretty outside or maybe I've overdone it on vacation with the mudslides, you guys know I love a good mudslide, or maybe just in terms of diet, we ate a lot of donuts in Rosemary Beach and I feel like I can use a little extra cardio, I do love to go for a 30-minute run outside. If something is weighing really heavily on me or I've had a bad day, running outside always also seems to just help clear my mind and my head a little bit. So that is something else that I'll add in if I feel like I need it um, or maybe I skipped something during the week and I just feel like running, that's what I'll go do. Now, if you struggle with accountability, which I 100% am much more consistent if I have some type of accountability, then I would suggest investing in a group fitness class that you like, a personal trainer, or if you're like, Vanessa, this isn't relatable, all of that costs a lot of money, then find a friend who shares the same wellness interests as you and use them as an accountability partner. Meryl and I have worked out together at the Y for years, but we also run together. We'll meet up for walks, home workouts, you name it. And the Y, by the way, charges you your membership based off of your income. So a lot of times you can get a Y membership that is like 36, 37 bucks a month. And the more people you add to your membership, the less expensive it is. So you can always, you know, have friends Venmo or whatever, split it up that way. But ideally, you want to find a fitness partner that's really going to challenge you. Meryl played college volleyball, and unless she's on her deathbed, that girl is not skipping a beat at the gym. So always know that I can count on her to be there, and I know that she's always going to challenge me to grow. She puts in the work, which in turn motivates me to put in the same type of work and vice versa, and then we end up leaving the gym feeling really fulfilled each morning. So it's competition in the healthiest way. And then we always like to joke too that it's a therapy session at the same time. It's fun. We talk. We have a good time. Time goes by really fast. But at the same time, I mean, she's throwing up those plates on the squat rack and I'm not going to let her outdo me. I'm not going to be like, wait, I can't do that. So she pushes me in the best possible way and finding somebody who maybe is a little bit ahead of you in fitness like that is a great way to stay motivated. Then adding to this, I also do not drink alcohol during the week 95% of the time. I don't have anything against a midweek glass of wine and as a mama, we all know we need our wine or a cocktail here and there, but I typically feel a lot groggier in the mornings if I have a drink or two and I normally don't sleep as well. So for me personally and for accountability purposes, my sleep, my mental clarity, and my performance in the gym are all better if I don't drink alcohol the night before I plan on being at the gym. I'm not a big drinker in general, but I do love to go out for dinner and drinks. I just tend to leave those outings for the weekends and when I know I'm taking my rest days anyway. So sometimes if I know that personal training with Marissa was like crazy and I know the next day I'm going to need an off day, then I'll let myself have a glass of wine because I know it's not going to affect me in the morning the next day. All right. 
So that's working out. Now on to what I eat and supplements. If I could only choose one supplement to take for the rest of my life, and I don't take a lot currently, but I feel like I've tried a boatload in my lifetime, it would be the Just Thrive Probiotic. I have shared this on Instagram stories. It is hands down the biggest game changer of all time. My digestion is so much better since I've been taking it. I have zero bloating when I take it regularly and it has completely cleared up my skin. I did have, I I have to mention this because if this happens to you, I don't want you guys to be like, wait, (laughs) this is having a reverse effect. So I did have a, like a purging period where I first started taking it and my skin broke out like crazy. I had like five pimples on my chin. I was like, what the heck is happening? That was the only thing that I changed. But apparently that's fairly common if your gut flora is rebalancing. And it essentially means that the probiotic is working by killing the bad bacteria and feeding the good bacteria. So once I went through that little purging period, my skin has been crystal clear ever since. And I haven't had a single pimple since then. So highly, highly recommend that. Cannot rave about it enough. Then I also take a vitamin D supplement daily. I just started taking Symbiotica's Magnesium L-Theronate. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Um, but I did an episode, like I said, with Raya prior to this one. She's a functional nutrition expert and she recommended magnesium along with the West Cup Seeker Girls. We also talk about supplements in that episode and Marissa also recommended magnesium, so I thought I would give that one a go. I will say I haven't taken it long enough to notice a difference yet, but it essentially should help boost brain power, improve memory, (laughs) hide all the moms with moms brain and calm the central nervous system. So TBD on that one, I will report back. But those are the three supplements that I take regularly. And then you guys know I've been sick once a month since December because my little guy is always sick. So if I am sick, I will take vitamin C and zinc as well. And it should help shorten the life of the cold or whatever you're going through. And then for food, I aim for a low-carb, high-protein diet. I'm fairly regimented with what I eat, so I'll just give you guys an example. For breakfast, I'll eat either Dave's Killer Bread thin-sliced toast with smoked salmon and a little lemon hummus from Whole Foods. Uh, The lemon hummus from Whole Foods is incredible, also great with almond nut thins, or I'll do avocado toast, or I'll eat two fried eggs, or I'll do overnight oats if it's a leg day. I also love a good egg white omelet with goat cheese and spinach. I have a, I'm pretty sure I have an eats highlight on my Instagram where you guys can kind of see some of these recipes and, um, or pictures or videos or whatever we, of what I eat, uh, during the day. Also have a reel with what I eat during the day. Okay. Getting off on a tangent again. Anyway, I will eat a higher carb day on leg days because like I said, I'm trying to build up those muscles and good carbs equal good gains. So if it's a leg day, I will up my carb intake and I love the Dave's Killer Bread, the thin slice. You guys, it has to be thin slice and I love the thin thin slices because they're only 13 carbs versus I think a regular slice of bread is around 28 carbs. So I feel like I still get that carby substance without the normal carb numbers that come with something like bread. After that, I will usually have a caramel oat milk cappuccino. I like to do a cappuccino because it's a lot less milk and I just think they taste better. I don't need a six or eight ounces of milk that come with a latte. 
And then for lunch, I almost always eat a salad with chicken or some type of protein like ahi tuna. You guys know I love the ahi tuna salad from 300 East. I've posted it a thousand times on Instagram stories. Um, And I'm not a huge snacker, but if I am craving a snack, my go-tos are the Planters Nutrition Energy Mix Nuts. It's the perfect mix, in my opinion, of sweet and salty, and they have awesome omega-3 fats in them. A handful of grapes. I'll do Kulina vanilla coconut milk yogurt with a few berries if I have a sweet tooth. A lot of times I'll do that for dessert too if I am trying to be healthier and I don't want an ice cream bar or something like that. Um, And then I'll add a little safe and fair birthday cake granola on top, which you guys know you can always use the code Cheeky10 for 10% off of anything at Safe and Fair. They're a fantastic company. Free plug for them. Check it out if you've never bought anything from them. I love all of their products. Or um, I also love a slice of peanut butter toast with strawberries, cinnamon, and a little honey. I will say with peanut butter, I am a stickler for reading the labels. A lot of peanut butters will have palm oil or different oils added to them to prevent the separation from the oil and the butters, the nut butter. So I buy the Whole Foods brand. It's organic and the only ingredient in it is dry roasted nuts. Highly recommend doing that because those oils are not good for you. So just keep in mind that is something to uh, check the label on. Now I make it a point to fill my diet with a lot of healthy omega-3 rich foods because one, it is great for your gut and it will help reduce bloating. A lot of the omega-3 rich foods are things that are like anti-bloat foods, but two, it's also fantastic for your skin. So in my podcast with Raya, we talked about how most Americans have way too much omega-6 in their diets and not nearly enough omega-3s, which are good fats like avocado, smoked salmon, ahi tuna. So you need omega-6. We just get way too much of it and not enough omega-3s. So there's a imbalance there. So I always try to make it a point to make sure that I've had enough omega-3s since I don't take like a fish oil supplement or something like that. And I notice a lot less bloating when I've had a good amount of omega-3s in my diet, which less bloating is always a good thing. Am I right or am I right? Now for dinner. Dinner is tough because I'm cooking for all three of us and Shane is a fairly picky eater. We almost always cook a recipe out of one of the Skinny Taste cookbooks. I'll link her cookbook in the show notes too. You can get it on Amazon. Her recipes are so flavorful. They're super easy to make and there are such a wide variety of options in her books. We have like three or four of her books and we cook from them all the time. This way, we don't get stuck in a rut cooking the same things over and over and over and everybody is satisfied. Liam will eat the recipes too. Um, And she includes the macro breakdown on all her recipes. So for the low carb, high protein purpose, like I try to eat, it's nice to see where those dishes fall. Okay, last thing. I'm somebody who really needs a goal to work towards to feel motivated. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I'm just so much more motivated to keep going if I know I'm trying to get somewhere specific. So whether they're small attainable goals like little sprints or big goals like losing the pregnancy weight in a year's time, I know that mentally I will work more diligently towards that if I set up measurable goals. And maybe that's just my personality type, but it works for me. So I thought that I would put that out there as a little tip too. Okay, so I know that was a lot, but I really wanted to do an episode on this so that I could go into more detail about everything I'm doing in the same way that I talk to my friends. 
And that's really hard to do on Instagram stories because obviously there is a lot of information here. But my journey has changed and evolved so much over time. It is still changing and evolving and I'm sure it will continue to do so. But even if you only take one thing from this podcast and implement it tomorrow, it's a small step in the right direction. And I, I love that notion of it takes 21 days to build a habit. So going back to setting goals, if you can commit to taking one of these things and doing them for 21 days, then you can build that habit and then you can begin to stack habits and it just becomes part of your routine and something that you don't think about as a chore anymore. Like going to the gym for me is I'm on autopilot. I don't even think about it. I set my alarm and I just know that that's what I'm doing because it makes me feel good, but it's also a habit and it doesn't feel like a chore. And taking care of yourself is so important, you guys. I think we're all so much more inclined to spend money on dinners and drinks and concerts and clothes and cars and traveling that sometimes we forget that the priority should be taking care of you. If you just dial back some of those things, you can invest in yourself by going to those group classes or spending time at personal training or getting a gym membership. It's important to invest in yourself because if you're not healthy, then how are you going to take care of anything or anyone else? All right, with that, just a reminder, I'm not a doctor or an expert in any of these fields. I am just sharing what worked for me and maybe you can find some tangible tips from my experience to implement in your life. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We will see you next time.